Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Well, somebody who has passed on to the great beyond has been accused of sexual harassment. And uh, we're going to tell you who that is on the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are Everything Entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Trainer. And the, uh, the person who has been accused of sexual harassment now that he has passed on is David Cassidy. Oh, God. So we just got the news, what, like a, like a week and a half ago, maybe two weeks ago, that he, uh, that he passed away, mm-hmm. uh, David Cassidy. And um, yesterday I came across a headline, David Cassidy accused of grope, groping by ex-model. Okay. Well, in and of itself, I mean, the, the, and I'll tell you the story in just a second, but what is so interesting is the ex-model who is accusing David Cassidy of groping her is not only a model, but also somebody who you would have known as a singer in the eighties and nineties. Okay. Listen to this. What? Do you remember that? This is Samantha Fox. Well, how did, oh, isn't that so interesting? Many, uh, I so know. How did she meet David Cassidy? Okay. So here's uh, here's what she says. Uh, she says that she meet she meet him. She met him um, in 19, in May of 1985, um, and she said that she had originally agreed to appear topless in a music video at his request at the request of David Cassidy uh, for his single called Romance. But she became disgusted when she realized that he was aroused. By the fact that she was topless, Ugh. and she explained that um, he would he was pressing himself against oh, her, God, ew. Uh, and she says that uh, he seemed to be almost proud of his um, excitement. Okay, during this photo shoot, um, but even though this had gone on, she agreed to go to dinner with him later in the evening. But she had her father come along and she said in the middle of dinner I got up to go to the restroom and as I was standing alone in the women's toilets washing my hands the door flew open and David Cassidy came storming in before she even knew what was happening she claims he pushed her her up against the wall and he was you know grabbing her and she kept on telling him to get off Um, but he forcefully kissed her and shoved a hand under her skirt Isn't that interesting? Was she asked or like, what was the context of her coming forward? I think that's a really good question. She was, um, she was having an interview with the Daily Star and uh, she just shared that story. Uh, And I don't know why. I mean, I, 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 when I read the Daily Star's article, she's just reacting uh, to 
David Cassidy as being a first class creep. I think she does share this story in her autobiography, which is called Forever, which comes out next week. Um, but well, so I mean, my question, I guess, is like, you know, maybe she was doing a book tour or something, mm-hmm. you know, in advance of her book coming out. And they asked her if she'd ever faced any sexual assault allegations. And then she went into this particular story, which obviously she knows is going to be, you know, news making. But um, that seems different to me than or at least, you know, a little bit more appropriate than. Like, he just died, I'm going to come out with this story, which, again, it's her story to tell, so I'm not going to tell her not to tell it. But, you know, um, I wondered if it was just his passing that made her want to come tell the story, or if if there was something... You know, more germane from a journalist. My sense is that it's because it it is featured in her um, in her autobiography, and I'm certain that uh, somebody like a journalist had read. You can't tell just by reading the article, but I'm sure a journalist read that her autobiography and thought, "Well, this will grab headlines what, right now." What that makes me then interested about is, um, you know, if she wrote this memoir. Knowing or the, or thinking that it would come out when he was still alive, I mean that would be particularly because right? then she would have to know that there would be uh, repercussions, news newspaper coverage about that story, or you know the focus would would probably go to him. Yeah, I, I mean I, it's interesting timing. Either way you slice it, right? But that is the story that uh, Samantha Fox is telling today. But there's another person that came to light over uh, the weekend. This one, uh, this one might surprise some people. Yeah, and you know, Holly brought it up uh, during the Dirt Alert and uh, or the Dirt Alert update. And I will say, um, I think a lot of people were surprised. Mario Batali, so he's he's stepped away from his essentially empire, his restaurant empire, to um, well, to do a number of things. But in light of allegations that he has behaved very inappropriately with women, sexual assault. Uh, you know, least among them. And it happened over a long period of time. Uh, And there was a detailed account in Eater. And um, they, you know, detail uh, the particular incidents, which are just at first when I saw the story, and I imagine a lot of people have this experience, and I can read you an example of some of his behavior. I know Holly's talked about it again, in the Dirt Alert and uh, Dirt Alert updates that when I first saw this story, I thought to myself, um, oh, okay, here we go with another one. What was he doing? It was probably, you know, like saying something inappropriate or looking at a woman the wrong way. Because I feel like we're now in this place where we're like in a third generation of sexual assault allegations. Like mm-hmm. all the really disgusting ones are out there. And now we're in like sort of lesser territory. Mm-hmm. And again, look, we've been covering this from day one. So pardon me if I sound a little cynical or a little jaded. It's because we've been talking about these stories for weeks a on lot, end, yeah, right. But no, then I read, um, you know, the piece in Eater, and it's very detailed and it's very disturbing. It's not, you know, behavior. I also thought thought maybe it wasn't as disturbing because he came out very forcefully and said, or I shouldn't say forcefully, but very directly and said, essentially, this is behavior that he admits to. So I was like, okay, well, it can't be that bad because right. otherwise he would be like. Uh, these ladies are misremembering things because we know that happens. Right. But no, when you listen to the accounts that these women have um, laid out, they're just very disturbing. Holly mentioned one of them where, you know, he's at a dinner party uh, or at a, a party with a woman and she spills wine on herself. And he actually had started a conversation like, I want to give you a job. You come work for me. Right. And then she spills wine on her uh, on her top and he uh 
you know, under the premise of like wiping it off, grabs her breast. And the woman described it as, quote, going to town with no permission given on the part of this woman uh, to which she responds by looking, you know, her jaw on the floor, looking uh, aghast, turning around and walking out. And that's just one of the many things that he's accused of doing. I mean, he's sexually assaulted, according to this article, uh, people in his own employ. So employees, mm-hmm. uh, he'd actually been fine or not fined. Um, he'd actually been penalized by the company uh, and forced to undergo sexual assault training. So this is not just yeah. another like, oh, you know, somebody again, I'm not trying to minimize anybody's account, but there are accounts where you're like, okay, that was gross. Not super disgusting. No, but again, this we're is in something, that land of, yeah. of having to quantify these things, but but this is something that had been happening and that they were that that people were aware of. Oh, obviously, yeah. because like you said, if he'd been written up by the company and they'd forced him to go through a different type of training, that tells you that this is this was an ongoing issue or something that they had been aware of. Yeah, and, that's, and now we're just hearing the, about it. That's the frustrating thing too. And I, I I wonder if and let me know what you think. But and again, if you're just joining us, we're talking about all the sexual assault allegations because there are so many of them. This one particularly, Mario Batali. Um, and let me know what you think. But I feel like this is a person who very well could have come forward on his own. Yes. I, yeah. And I wish he would have, frankly. I mean, I will say, like I said earlier, uh, that that I'm sure when this sort of uh, avalanche of people started uh, to be accused publicly of, of sexual impropriety, I'm sure that many, many people in Hollywood were taking a step back and going, oh, my gosh, you know, I've got blemishes on my own record. And you would think that somebody like Mario Batali, who in the story that you're telling, had been aware and made aware that people were uncomfortable with the way he was treating them uh, and had been forced to go through a special training. You'd think that he would have thought at that time. I'm going to I'm going to get out there and I'm going to get ahead of this. And I say that because not that I think, you know, um, people should just I I just feel like we've heard so many of these stories now and we've seen what what happens to individuals in this position, what they lose Mm -hmm. uh, when these stories come out that I am surprised that more people haven't preemptively tried to manage what they know has to be a potential crisis by coming forward. Like, I'm surprised we haven't at least seen one person do that, unless I'm completely forgetting or missing uh, a person. But if if I were a guy who went to bed every night thinking, oh, I I don't want to know when the next shoe is going to drop, meaning when tomorrow might be me, drop a dime on me. I I think I would be trying to get out ahead of something. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's a lot of people just in the shadows waiting, hoping that uh, this dark cloud is going to pass before without, it before it sheds any light on them. Yeah. Before yeah. before they become its next, um, you know, spotlight. Yeah. Oft. OK, well, I we're going to just take a very sharp right uh, when we come back. I have to tell you, I saw the weirdest thing when I was out driving on the interstate yesterday. What I saw was a pickup truck with a casket bungeed in the bed of it. What? Yes. 
A casket. A casket. Was there a person in it? I don't know. Just hurling down the interstate. I took a picture of it. Don't get me started. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, and people responded. And some people had logical explanations for this. I am curious if anybody can tell me a logical explanation for why a pickup truck was carrying a hearse bungeed in the flatbed. Give us a call 651-641-1071 on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Previously on Jason and Alexis. Have you been hit in the face with a pinata stick? Why was she so close? It doesn't matter if you were too close. What does matter is someone looking out for your rights. Unlike the person who wasn't looking out for you when they were swinging a pinata stick. At Picker, Crafter, and Panda, we come out swinging for your rights. And we will hit the target. Not an 11-year-old girl's face. If your so-called friends have hit you in the face with a pinata stick, they should be scared. And you shouldn't be mad for asking for a lawyer. Picker, Crafter, and Panda, your pinata stick to the face experts since 1992. Located between Sam Goody and B. Dalton in the Lincroft Mall. Bringing you everything entertainment. Jason and Alexis in the morning with producer Don on My Talk 1071. The radio home of people you'd want on your team for pop culture trivia night. My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. So yesterday I saw the weirdest thing on the freeway. It was a pickup truck with a casket bungeed in the back. So weird. It was kind of weird. That's what we're talking about on the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are Everything Entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. You can also uh, check us on the Podcast One Network if you want to listen a little bit later. Um, and you might want to listen to get the explanation for what the heck I saw yesterday. So I'm driving home from my church, which is in Edina, and I live in South Minneapolis, and I'm driving on 62. And um, I see in the lane next to me this red, like, Ford pickup truck, Mm -hmm. and the back gate is down. Okay. And what's in the back that's bungeed in, like, very securely is a silver casket. It looks, I mean, I don't know. It looks new to me. It doesn't look like it had been buried. It was like a new casket. Yeah. Was it, like, wrapped or anything? No. It was, nope. It was, like, open to the elements. Um. There looked like there were, like, I want to say there was a flag off the back, obviously, because it was a little bit longer than the, Uh than the flat. And it wasn't like a funeral home pickup truck. This is the guy who was driving it was wearing a flannel shirt. He seemed, well, I guess nonplussed. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. By the fact that he had a casket in the back. If I mean, the I don't know. This is just a completely boring possibility, but... I mean, if I don't know how the supply chain for caskets works. I guess I don't either. But if you own like a a funeral home, I assume, you know, you buy caskets and you got to pick them up and or have somebody bring them to you. Yeah, it could I mean, have been as simple as just taking it because the only other thing I can think of is like it's somebody bought it. But what would you do with it? I just had never, ever seen anything like that before. Yeah. And of course, I took a picture while I was driving. Okay. Sorry, Maybe but I, ha- I had that, to. But... I had to because yeah. you, you don't see that every day. Yeah. So I just picked it up and I prayed that I got it in the shot. And I did. Thank God. And I, and I lived to tell the tale. But don't do that at home, kids. And I posted it on social media. I was like, this is the weird thing I saw today. There's a casket in the back of this pickup truck. Had anybody seen anything like that? Or, I mean, what did people well, say? Well, people had answers. People had thoughts. Some people were like, oh, you know, was this, was there a sale or, you know, uh, too, was it too cheap to, re- or they were too cheap to rent a hearse or who knows, right? So there were some like wise guy cracks. But then I got uh, on Instagram, somebody said this, they actually come in at the local airport all the time. They're delivered direct to funeral homes. They're also cash and carry at some local stores. She says, it was weird to me the first time I got a call to pick up and deliver one when I worked as a delivery driver. But yeah, they all got to get to where they need to be. Yeah, if you think about it, I guess you just don't see them usually or you're not paying attention. And this person said, uh, were you near the airport? Could have been headed there for an outbound flight. I'm like, well, actually, I was near the airport. Yeah, could be. Who knew? Yeah. I have never seen this before in my life. We've got Kathy on the line. Kathy, do you have an explanation for that uh, casket in the back of the pickup truck? Are you talking to me? Yes. Hi. Oh, okay. Hi. Um, I do. Last October, my um, brother-in-law died suddenly. He was only in his early 60s, and he loved his trucks. He always had a new one. So we made a decision as a family that instead of a hearse for the processional to the cemetery, we would use his truck. Oh, oh that's so sweet. I yes, love that. Flag. It was a veteran. We had a flag hanging on it. We weren't rushing down the highway. There was an actual processional. Right. I love that. Kathy, thank you so much for sharing that. That's a really cool story. Yeah. I will tell you that there was no processional associated with this one at all. This was just a guy in a just flannel like, shirt. Yeah. just Maybe doodling, he found it on Craigslist and was like, I'm going to get a deal because those things ain't cheap. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It is like slightly used. I'm not pre-buying mine. I'm going to let other people handle that later. I don't know. If you're going to be sleeping in it for a while, don't you at least want to, you know, have a say in that? No. Okay. It'll be all right. When we come back here on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got Lord and Lady D-Bag for you. And there's a Jenner on the list after this. My Talk 1071. Everything. No more rhymes now. Take some aspirin. Anybody want to feel it? Entertainment. Kylie Jenner is a gigantic D bag. Uh, that's what we're doing right now on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer, and these are your D bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. I'm looking at you, Kylie Jenner. Oh, what'd um, she do now? Well, she uh, has, you know, she 
She's really kind of made a name for herself in the area of makeup, right? She oh, did yeah. her lip kits. Not those made went the crazy. Herself, made the bank for herself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's actually at the crux of this. So she has released a new line of makeup brushes, which she was so excited to share with her audience uh, over the weekend. She tweeted out a picture of her brand new Artiste Brush Elite Mirror 10 Brush collection. Okay. Priced at, are you ready? Wait for it. $350. What? Oh my gosh. $350. Dollars. What are these brushes made out of? Um, angel hair, okay. I believe. Also, and unicorn hooves. Women in general pay way too much for all of their uh, cosmetics and beauty supplies. What, uh, like, is what would a comparable experience be? I mean, I don't know because I get mine free. In um, my mom goes and gets the special get the gift things from oh, the Estee like Lauder, the and then she and then she gives me the brushes. I mean, yeah. I listen. I'm not a makeup artist. Okay, my face will tell you that. But I don't. I don't understand needing that quality of brush. Yeah. I don't think what, anybody it just probably brushes, needs that quality of brush. It just brushes stuff on your face. Yeah. Like what? Three hundred fifty dollars. I don't. I don't. I can't think of something I've spent $350 on recently. Oh, really? I mean, a sauna? It was $400. Okay. And it was on Craigslist, so it was very cheap. Yeah. Um, also, and these, I use it every these day. brushes are trash. I mean, if you look at them, it's got like, it, they're cute in the sense that they're like all silver and the brushes are white, which obviously they're not going to stay white because they're going to have makeup on them, which seems a little counterintuitive. Right. Like, wouldn't you just get like black brushes so that you don't see all the icky yeah anyway um the only thing that sets them apart from any other silver brush is that her name is emblazoned on it like and it looks so cheap right kylie jenner like who needs a brush that says kylie jenner do you care what name is on your makeup brush no 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 again i get them free in my mom my mom gets them a gift with purchase and then she gives me the brushes she says in a tweet and this is after i mean people of course turned around and were like, Kylie Jenner, you are out of touch. Nobody spends $350 on makeup brushes. Thanks, but no thanks. She wrote, I have developed for you guys the most amazing luxury brushes ever. I'm very excited. Real brushes don't compare to synthetic brushes. Different performance, quality, everything. I am 100% down to do an entire synthetic line in the future, which will ultimately be cheaper. Also, um... So, like, on the one hand, you have to feel like you're don't you want to cheer Kylie Jenner because she's a woman with a very successful multi-million dollar business. And in fact, is it not? And Holly, because she's she's kind of our resident like factoid Mm -hmm. uh, thrower outer. Isn't she a billionaire? Who? Kylie. Kylie. No. She's Almost? a multimillionaire. I feel like I think that the figure was that her company was going to gross at least a billion dollars okay. by X amount of time, maybe like in the next three to four years. But that's just gross. Doesn't count. I mean, net. it's gross mm-hmm. yeah. on yeah, a well, number of levels. That's but, true. Yeah. Gross. That's true. <laughs> but but you so like on the one hand, you've got to be like rooting for Kylie. Right. Because or, or it. In that any woman can create out of nothing. Right. Um, although it's a long, complicated story. I get it. But just there is a little bit of like, wow, 
That is amazing that you can convince people they need to spend $360 on something they could go to Walgreens and probably buy for $8.99. You yes. can admire the grift. No, yeah. you know, I've said, but see, I've had this, I've had this con- internal conflict in the past before about other people, some of whom Kylie is related to, one of them being her sister. You cannot, you cannot say out loud that Kim Kardashian isn't good at her hustle because she is making money. You may not like her, you may not like what she's doing, but she is rich and she is laughing her way to the bank. And we are all supporting her in that endeavor. And I do feel that way a little bit about Kylie Jenner, but it doesn't make me like it any No, absolutely. More. Well, and it's just trashy. If you look at the I went just went to her website, it's kind of gross. It has like ugly um it's just gross. Yeah. It's gross. Like, Trust us. She could do better. It's gross. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think speaking she's doing okay. Gross, I'm just saying. Speaking of gross, Farrah Abraham. Hi. Hi. Uh, have you seen this story about Farrah Abraham? Because if you haven't, I think it's going to no. make your day. No. Okay, tell Farrah me. Farrah Abraham is another one of those women who I'm always like, on the one hand, I kind of feel like she's awesome because she's basically sticking her you know, finger in the eye of, of uh, polite society mm-hmm. and in the process making millions of dollars. Well, uh, part of the way she makes, and maybe it's hundreds of thousands because I don't even know if she goes into the millions, but she's sort of like a, a poor man's... Uh, a porn Kim, man's. That's a <laughs> good one uh chris uh kim Kim kardashian Kardashian, yeah and um she recently had a rider attached to her uh strip club engagement Mm -hmm. and her strip club rider is the thing of pure comedy okay go so here are some of the things limited but not including that she must have in order to perform at crazy horse three in vegas uh, where she will be hosting, that's a strip club, f- where she will be hosting her triple Xmas party. Okay. <laughs> so, in order to host her okay. triple Xmas party, Teen Mom, and again, for those of you not in the know, Teen Mom, Farah Abraham, is best known for, mm, among other things, her body parts. Mm-hmm. Right, Colleen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And her uh, porn movie mm-hmm. that was allegedly leaked, but we know she paid to do yeah called backdoor teen mom yeah and she was very frustrated at the man who she had sex with releasing her porn tape which by the way he was a paid she hired him pornographic actor pornographer uh here's her writer for the crazy horse three christmas party uh fair abraham Mm -hmm. neon panties oh okay i usually byo those but whatever you have neon panties well no i mean pa- just in general i find panties to be a bring your own experience uh a vajazzle kit do you want to remind people what a vajazzle kit is uh, well that is when you put gems on your mom's pubis oh. to put <laughs> sorry it i listen on i think i parts. frankly think vajazzle is a misleading term yeah. But the other thing doesn't sound Mons very good. Mons pubazel? <laughs> no, it doesn't no, sound good. I don't think Mons pubazel is going <laughs> to really like take party. off. It sounds like a party. What Go kind on. of party I is that? Know. Go on. Uh, from the Mons pubazel to a, quote, pre-planned appointment. This, These are, again, things that Farrah Abraham has requested as part of her appearance for Christmas, uh, her Christmas party. Triple which Xmas. Poor 
Santa Claus, poor baby Jesus, mm-hmm. have to deal with this reality in 2017. <laughs> when you all are thinking about how awesome the world is, I want you to just remember that we're in a land where Fair Abraham has required a pre-planned appointment with an affluent med spa for service of two syringes of Sculpta facial filler. So in order for her to have an appearance, they must arrange somebody to do this for her. Okay? Imagine you're at the office at Crazy Horse 3, and you're going (laughs) through the list. Yeah, like, okay, so who knows... An affluent med spa where we can get two syringes of Sculpta facial filler. Okay, that is such a Fairy Abraham term. Nobody else would say affluent med spa. Yeah, that's well because she's like, it must be fancy. That's what she's trying to say. Okay, (laughs) among other things that she wants, a 24 carat, and please explain this to me, women, because I'm going to just put this all on women now. A uh, 24 carat gold breast firming gel mask. I don't know. Why are you talking to me about that? I don't know what that is. First of all, can we figure out where the comma belongs? Because I don't know the words that I just read Mm -hmm. together. A 24 karat gold breast firming gel mask. Is that a gold breast firming gel mask? A gold breast firming gel mask, which in that case, isn't a gel mask for your face? I've got it. 24 karat gold collagen breast mask. It's a thing. You put it on your breasts? Yes, it's to enhance your bosoms. It looks like petals. You know, petals being the... Most women would know what petals are. Yeah, you like put them put over to keep your nipples up. from, you know. Uh, the, they look like those. It's a luxurious treatment for enhancing the size, tightening, and lifting of the breasts. Okay, so she wants a 24 karat. It reverses karat. the natural aging process. So she wants a 24 karat one of those. And a $3,000 in Crazy Horse 3 Diamond Dollars, so she can tip the strippers Atta that girl. she will be hosting. And last but not least, Colleen can relate to this item one California sushi roll. Oh, but not a California okay. roll. That's like Sushi Junior. One yeah. California <laughs> sushi roll. She wants. $3,000 in cash, a $24,000 gold breast thing, some facial fillers from an affluent med spa, a vajazzle kit, neon panties, and one California sushi roll. Like this girl, she is doing, you're doing it, it, all it wrong, wrong, honey. Honey, you're doing it wrong. Let us, you know what? You know, we should start offering our rider services to people because you and I could dream up a better rider yeah, than like that. Like for starters, how about like uh, dinner at such and such a sushi restaurant? Period. Yes. Meaning you All will pay it. the bill. Yes. Not, uh, I would like one. one Calif- I'd be like, go to the the Super America or go to the holiday, get the sushi roll and put it in her, you know, in her. That's uh, probably what they do. In her dressing room. Ish. And nobody, you don't want that. No, honey. No, the sky is the limit. You don't go for one California Thank roll. You. Thank you. Again, Sushi Junior and also Yuck and also Ish. Yeah. California roll, by the way, is vegetables, uh, usually, and rice. That's it. Maybe some fake uh, crab. Crab, yeah. yeah. Imitation crab meat, which, by the way, I mean, I love me some imitation I crab do love meat. Do not get me wrong. Seafood delight. Mm. Subway. Right away. Well, I've got news for you. Children's movies are making your children gain weight. And I'm going to tell you the science behind that. Children's movies make your kids fat? Yeah. Oh. I'm going to tell you about that after this. 
on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. It's a Santa podcast presented by Great Wolf Lodge. Hey, it's Allie from the Shop Girls. So great to see you at the Galleria for our three Santa stops. And here's where all the Santa stops will be for the third and final week of the Santa Project. Marley and I will be at Waxing the City in Highland Park on Tuesday the 12th, then at Great Wolf Lodge in Bloomington on Wednesday. On Wednesday, December 13th, we'll be at InVision in the Galleria. And on Saturday, the Shop Girls close out the Santa Stops with a live show at the Galleria. See details and a wish list at mytalk1071.com. Keyword, Santa. The radio home of pretending you understand Twin Peaks. My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. At this time in the show, we like to give you a little science that you can use. We like to pretend that we're a little smarter than we are, so we read you studies. Uh, that hopefully you can take into the world with you. On the Colleen and Bradley Show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. And uh, here's the science I brought for you today, Bradley oh, Trainer. I'm very excited to learn about this science. I thought you would My be. My children will be very curious. All the uh, all of the children's TV shows and movies that children are watching these days yeah. are making them fat. Really? Yes. Why? Because. This might explain my childhood, but I'm going to need to know more. This is based on some research that they did at Duke University, and they took a look at the top grossing children's films in recent years, and they found that 87% of those top-rated children's movies featured scenes with unhealthy food oh <laughs> which is obesity promoting behavior oh no thus these researchers are blaming the television and movies that your children oh, are watching God. you know what this is for the obesity crisis what i mean this is tipper gore 2017 right? <laughs> because it used to be that like rock music was like rotting your brain mm-hmm. or making people you know do horrible things or like just making you dumb mm-hmm is there a science, though, what I'm curious about, is there science that says there's a link between promoting this behavior or, excuse me, uh, highlighting right. bad uh, menu choices and actual obesity? Okay, so that is a great question. And my answer to that is science, probably not. Anecdotal evidence, possibly. What they say is that children... Um, habitually are imitators and so they will imitate images that they see. Yeah. That is one piece of evidence. Couple that with the fact that 32% of children between the ages of 2 and 19 in the U.S. are overweight and 17% are classified as obese. Okay. So these researchers are opining that if you take those two things and put them together, it is the popular children's movies of today for example bradley you might be saying give me an example you might be saying that you might be saying give no, me I an mean, example it might be, yeah okay but are you saying that oh did you want me to say that yeah mm-hmm. i'm saying that okay um if you watch the spongebob movie you may know that at the crusty crab which is the restaurant in spongebob they serve burgers that are so fattening that they cause the chairs beneath the diners to fall apart. Okay. The Can children find that funny. And then 
the children eat the burgers that make the chairs fall apart. So have they seen an uptick in burger ordering <laughs> by children? I mean, no. see, the thing is, like, I get it, but like, no, I don't. I don't accept it because I get it. Like, if there was a problem and we saw, you know, I agree I think with you. That obese, obesity in children, there are bigger fish to fry, fatter fish fr- to, to fry. fry, like in oil, in yes. hot juicy yummy salty fat Mm -hmm. here's okay here's my response to that honestly like yes kids can want to eat the things that they see on television but children are not the purchasers they are not the preparers they are not the providers Mm -hmm. of their food do you see what i'm saying so to say that it's the tv shows or the movies that's making the child eat that food no, there's an intermediary in there that is not being uh, talked about. Parents. Parents, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. In schools. I mean, if your kid eats food at school, you know, if they eat yeah, school which lunch. Which we know for the most part, although there's probably tremendous work that still needs to be done. A lot of schools at least have been paying attention to things like childhood obesity. Why are you shaking your because head? Because I have an I have an itch that I need to scratch about lunches at school. Well, that put I it get on the list. Irritated about. Put it on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, it's always fun to talk about things that drive us nuts. Um, I By did... the way, it's not the food being served that's my itch. It's the amount of time kids are given to eat. Go on. Oh, well, yeah, that, that makes sense. It really irritates me. Uh, in other science news, uh, I know you have often been excited about aliens. And I wanted to let all of our listeners know that on Thursday of this week, NASA will reveal... A major alien hunting announcement. What? Why? Because science. Science. Yep, aliens. So uh, NASA, is it Area Fifty One. NASA has said. I know this has nothing to do with Area Fifty One. NASA has said that they are going to make a major announcement in the hunt for alien life on Thursday. Now, very few details have been provided, but they will make a briefing at about 1 p.m. Eastern on Thursday. That means live during our show, because that would be right at the beginning of Thursday's Mm -hmm. show. So let's go ahead and put a note on that calendar to pay attention to um, what this is going to be. Apparently, it has to do with uh, the Kepler program. Now, do you remember what the Kepler program does? Probably not. Kepler Most is don't. the last name of one of the doctors on Grey's Anatomy. Oh I don't think that those two are gone. Sometimes you should have inside <laughs> thoughts. Um, in this particular case, Kepler is the mission that um, has spotted thousands of exoplanets. Exoplanets, again, are planets beyond our solar system. Mm-hmm. And they have you know, named a number of planets that are possibly capable of ha- holding life. Mm-hmm. So... Who knows what they're going to say about that mission. But so far, they have already come up with 2,300 planets that could be uh, Earth-like. Those that are actually in the habitable zone are around the number 30. So there are 30 such planets. And it's possible that in their next announcement on Thursday, they because it is, again, a, quote, major announcement Mm -hmm. in regards to this mission, that perhaps there is a, a candidate for an Earth-like planet that they've never seen before. Oh, that's so cool. I love that. I hope for little green men. They're not coming, are they? You hope for little green yes, men? Yes, I've always said that. I want to see, I want intelligent alien life. 
Little See, green men. I'm of the belief that I would like to find life on other planets. Intelligent life scares me for the simple reason that we are considered intelligent life. And, and I don't and know if you've been paying attention lately. I feel like we're all capable of doing really bad things. So I don't really want to know that there's just a planet of little green men out there who are um, headed towards our planet because God only knows what they're capable of. You know, um, you're right. There is a lot of yuck in the world right now. Uh, And I think you and I are trying very hard to highlight some yum in the world, shall we say? Some yum? Well, just something good. Um, We are celebrating and kicking off today a special thing called the 12 12 Days of Chris's. And it sounds like this. I I love Chris very much. On the first day of Christmas, my true love came to me. A hot Chris in a pine tree. So 12 days of Chris's means 12 hot people named Chris. And we picked a list of celebrities. The first, as Colleen just said, a hot Chris in a pine tree. That can be no other than Chris Pine. And we think we've devised a way that we can have a conversation with Chris Pine later in the show today. You're going to want to not you miss this. do not want to miss it. We'll be doing that uh, later in the next hour. But when we come back here on the Colleen and Bradley show... We're going to be the goop busters. We are going to pull the curtain back on some goop experts and tell you about what they are really all about on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. My Talk 1071. Everything. You talking to me? You talking to me? Entertainment.